Changing minds one thought at a time. Good evening, everyone. This is Jessica, and welcome to the Changing Minds Online Empowering Mindset Call. How are you doing tonight, Akina? I am great. How about yourself, Jessica? I am doing amazing. I'm, I am just so excited about tonight's call. It's just absolutely and unequivocally one of the most exciting calls and one of the most amazing people we've ever had the privilege of bringing onto our show. This person has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Post, the Daily News, the Hampton News, Desert TV, Spike TV, Sports Illustrated, Muscle Times, and many, many other um, national television networks. We met because we are both part um, of an elite group of athletes called unconventional athletes who just are doing phenomenal things. And, you know, this person, I was just so inspired by who he is and everything that he's done and accomplished. And without giving away uh, any part of his story, because you deserve to hear it from him. I mean, this person has absolutely just defied the laws of physics, defied the idea that humans have limitations, and is just absolutely doing incredible, incredible things. It is a privilege, it is an honor to bring Chris Wondershack onto our show. Chris, how are you doing tonight? Very good, and thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. It is it is our pleasure. You know, I want the audience to hear a little bit about, you know, your background from you and your own voice and words, because I know I just could not possibly do it justice. I mean, when we spoke on the phone in just the five, ten minutes we did preparing for the show, I mean, you really, truly touched me in such an amazing way. I went through the rest of my day just feeling different, and I think you're one of those people, those rare people that people meet and their lives are changed, even just from listening to this podcast. You know, you believe and you exemplify that humans have no limits, and I want you to just talk a little bit about that and share with us tonight, you know, how that's played out in your life and how you're defying uh, limitations every day. Um, that seems like several questions. Would you like to um, hear about my background, which sort of led up to um, my this craft that I'm changed my life? I, yeah, absolutely. Wherever you want to, wherever you want to start. I would, in all fairness, I would like to start probably back when I was around 13 years old. Um, I don't something probably from 13 to 20. Um, I had a uh, severe alcohol problem. And um, in school, that was a problem because I missed out on many of the basics and um, my behavior was somewhat antisocial. I didn't seem to fit in. And um, that, of course, gave me sort of a low sense of self-esteem. And after I... Um, eliminated the alcohol from my life, I um, kept with things that I felt comfortable, things that I was good at, and I sort of remained in a little isolated world. I, I participated in so far as making a living is concerned, um, but um, I was outside. I was outside society. I was missing out. I was not participating in the things that most people participate in and time was marching by. Um, and probably around 2000, uh, 2007 or eight, 
I found Olympic weightlifting. And I found some success there, and I certainly found a lot of camaraderie. I found a group of people that were, by and large, very wholesome, very supportive, and um, I traveled around the country. And for my age, I I did relatively well, and um, I have a few trophies to hang on the wall. And I I started to have problems with one of my shoulders, and I was somewhat wounded. I realized that my career as an Olympic weightlifter was going to come to a close. And in October of 2009, uh, a a gentleman named Joe Rolino handed me a weightlifting trophy and shook my hand. And he had to be 100 years old at that time. And when he shook my hand, it was like gravel. It would almost put you to your knees. And I asked a friend of mine, I said, listen, who was that guy? He said, oh, you didn't know. That was the mighty Joe Rolino, uh, the original or one of the original Coney Island strongmen. And I was, I said, how so? He used to bend bars and quarters in his teeth. And I was absolutely amazed. I mean, this was, to me, uh, I was like a kid on Christmas morning. Uh, He was a superhero. And I went out and I started to uh, select steel bars and spikes, and I tried to bend them. And of course, it didn't go any, didn't go very far. And I found somebody on the internet, an old-time strongman. I believe at that time he was sixty, yes, yeah, sixty years old. And I explained to him that I was interested in this craft and my. Uh, I I would like to come up and and work with him for a day if he would be willing to do so. So he invited me up to his um, uh, workshop, which he was a welder. He had a pretty big operation, and his tables were filled up with steel bars, and he had horseshoes laid out for me and spikes and whatnot. And we did a lot of talking, and he taught me how to bend the bar. He took a bar, which was, I don't know, 30 inches long or so. I thought it was pretty Herculean at that time. And he showed me how to place it in between my legs, different ways I could bend it. And I bent it. And he looked at me and said, kid, you have something really special there. And he said it with such, you know, sincerity. Um, It really stuck with me. And um, he also showed me different ways to bend horseshoes and spikes. And, of course, at that time we were doing it with terry cloth towels, which was quite hard on the hands. And uh, he introduced me to one of his uh, friends in uh, Simonson, uh, New Jersey. And that's an evening when I bent my first spike. But he recommended that I find a mentor or a coach, and he suggested somebody. And his name was Chris Ryder. And I saw this gentleman in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, or near Lancaster for, oh, once every five weeks for about five hours. And we would train various feats, um, 
whether it be uh, horseshoe bending or spikes or steel bars. And in between our training sessions, I would practice rather diligently in my apartment or in the basement of my cooperative. And um, when I started to get somewhat confident with it, um, a movie producer lived in the building. Um, and I think that must have been December of 2012. Uh, we had some discussion at that time about doing a 10-minute shorty or a vignette uh, for his portfolio, I assume. And um, after more discussion and a little camera work, he decided maybe we'd turn something into 20 minutes. Um, and I recommended that he travel with me to Pennsylvania and different areas in the country where I train. And um, that's after our first um, expedition, he said, listen, I think we have a feature-length film here. And that feature-length film became Bending Steel. Um and it did extreme. It did fairly. It did fairly well. It went to a lot of the major film festivals here in the U.S., Tribeca, and Canada. Uh, it definitely uh, changed my life and uh, provided me with a new career. Um, but I guess what you're really looking for is how uh, this particular Rob vocation changed my changed my life. And I learned that when you're bending steel, you're fighting uh, resistance rather than gravity. And it's, of course, obviously it has to do with uh, uh, mass times acceleration and all those do that. But also you're met with um, something that does not want to move. And you have to push and you have to push and you have to try harder and harder. And upon completing something or when something does move, you've broken through certain limitations, certain certain things in yourself that told you you can't do it. And in the beginning, it's kind of all about the steel. But through the people that I've been fortunate enough to meet, uh I have developed a what I believe to be a wholesome sense of self esteem, um, not inflated, and it has allowed me to participate in many things in life that I would never have been involved in. Um some some of the things I've enjoyed and some of the things I haven't been very good at. Um it also uh has taught me to accept that there are probably certain things about myself that I cannot change. And there are many things about myself which I can change and which I should change. And really being able to know the difference, um, a true acceptance, and I'm not talking about complacency, um, also gives me a certain self, a certain sense of self-esteem. Um, I don't know, so that's my history. <laughs> Wow, that was a wonderful story. That was a wonderful story. Now, as you were 
building your career and you were going through these things. Do you ever have any time when you just want to give up? Can you tell us about I'm very, I'm things? very sorry. I, I can't seem to hear the question. It seems like we're having some, oh. uh, some tech issues oh. on your end, but I was able to hear. I'm sorry. Yeah, does it sound, did, when you were doing your, when you were on your journey, did, was there any point where you thought, I can't really do this? And what limitations did you have to overcome in order to be able to, to bend this deal? Well, oddly enough, um, I kind of fell in love with bending steel. I suppose you're asking what part of it I found to be most challenging. And I would have to... Pardon me. What was the mindset work like when you when you talk about not the physical part of the challenge, but what were the limitations that you had to go through? Well, before you pick up any article you're going to bend, you pick it up straight and you visualize what it's going to look like after you go to work on it, and you. Um, start to push and you start to feel and get that sensation, it's not going. But you have to believe that it will move. It will move. And uh, there's a certain amount of pain tolerance and there are certain uh, things that all human beings were endowed with to keep them from tearing themselves apart when they're lifting things or doing things which are very strenuous. And through practice and being tempered, you learn how to turn those things off. Um, And two things that you never really thought were possible. And um, in doing them in front of people, you, um, I guess it gave me a sense of um, approval. And it was a positive thing. And um, that in itself gave me a lot of self-esteem. But the most difficult part of what I do, um, believe it or not, was not steel. It was tearing cards. And I distinctly remember the first time I was given a a, a deck of cards. I mean, I couldn't tear a suit. And I looked over at my mentor and I said, look, Out of all the different things we can do, I think one thing we should avoid is card tearing. And he said, oh, no, we're not giving in that easy. Can't is not a word that we use. And I kept trying, and lo and behold, within a few months, I was tearing decks of cards. And that's probably one of my forts, certainly one of the things I enjoy doing most. I don't know if that, oh, that adequately answers so, your question, but <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, and so, what advice could you give to someone who is right now is, has their own limitations or something that they want to do, and they're hearing these small voices in the back of their mind saying, you know, they can't. You know, what would you say to that person? How do they turn those voices off and and do something great? I have part of the answer to that. Many things that people think are limitations, they're not really their own limitations. They are limits that 
other people set for them. And um, it's important to learn not to let somebody else put a cap on your life. And the bending steel was just sort of like a medium. It was just something I could become good at and set me apart from everybody else. And um, when when you have excellence at any one particular thing, that sense of self-esteem, that good feeling will... uh, keep you from being fearful of trying new things, some of which you will enjoy very much. And you'll learn that uh, when you approach different things or new things and you're unsuccessful at them, there's nothing wrong with trying things like that. Um, that's, That's basically what this whole activity has gotten me to do. It has gotten me out of a little box and it has told me to get up, get out there, and participate and see and do different things. But the most important thing is to be able to really determine between things that other people set for you and to try to um, get them out of your mind. Um, Because, in fact, most people are limited by what other people have to say. And um, most self-limitation, most limitations are, are, are not, um, are, not are, are not your own. And through becoming good at something, you can get rid of the self-imposed limitations. Um, the end goal, the impossible, which is to become limitless. That. You know, one of the one of my favorite quotes is that fear is not real. That we create our fears and we create them right based upon things that either haven't happened or or has happened, and to maybe but maybe to us, maybe in different situation or other people. But a lot of times we project those fears onto our life, and it prevents us from really fulfilling who we could be. And, and we limit ourselves in so many ways. You know, there's so much we are capable of doing and being. And like you said, it, it's a about getting past that fear and reaching outside of our comfort zones in order to really fully experience that. So if you had to give like one last piece of advice to anyone tonight who there's something great that they want to do, but they have these limitations that they believe to be true, you know, they, they're in there preventing them. They're preventing them from accessing the next part of their business, from stepping themselves up financially, from being in loving, wonderful relationships, and from fully expressing themselves, starting a new hobby. You know, what would be that last piece of advice that you can give them in order to to get past those limitations and really just live a fulfilling life? There is no shame in trying. And um, there is... However, shame in not trying. So what I encourage people to do, not that I'm in a position to do it, but um, I would tell people to try, to give it your all. And if one thing doesn't work out, try something else. And I think that most people will be able to find 
something that they are good at. It doesn't necessarily have to be bending steel or tearing cards. That's just what did it for me. But it's to find something and practice it so that you can become the best at it. And through becoming the best at something, you will develop that sense of serenity that will allow you to try many different things. And some of those other areas that you try, you will actually find yourself very good at, maybe even a natural at, which in turn will give you more self-esteem and you'll try even you'll try more things. But the shame is in not trying. Uh, there's no shame in failure. Um, there's a shame in avoiding all the things, many of the things that life has to offer because you feel that you will not become good at it. And you have to ask yourself, why won't you become good at it? Most, a lot of people can't really answer that. There's a, there's a fear of trying. Fear of, most people have a, a great fear of failure. And um, I encourage people to get up and if there's something that is new, give it a shot before you turn your nose up at it. Give it a shot and you might find yourself good at it. And um, to surround yourself by people that are also, uh, I don't want to say stagnant, people that are also pushing to be the best that they can be, and that's very important, I believe. Um, In life, we're not about, unfortunately, we're not about perfection. Life should be about continual progress. Well, I love that. I mean, and what a beautiful way to really close down our call tonight. You know, I used to be the same way, Chris. I used to always say, okay, I would only do things that I knew I knew how to do. I knew that I would be able to accomplish. And what I found was that, yeah, it's part of your comfort zone, but what it does is it leads to empty victories. And a lot of times when we, especially if you're good at self-promotion like I am, you know, you can go around making people think that you're doing really great things. And maybe they are really great, but right, that only depends upon what you're capable of. For me, for running, a lot of people think, wow, it's amazing that you can do marathons. Well, I used to be afraid to sign up for a marathon or a trail race or an ultra marathon that I knew I couldn't finish because I was afraid of the embarrassment of putting a picture on, on Facebook of starting a race and then not being able to post about finishing it. And when I was able to um, to get rid of that, what I found was the edge of what I was capable of. And I did. I signed up for my first race that I didn't finish recently. And I had this so much fear over, okay, well, what happens if you don't make it? What if I don't make it to the finish line? I didn't make it to the finish line of one of my races, but I learned what the test of what the, the what I was capable of, you know, what was my absolute limit. And now I've been able to increase that limit, and I've actually done even more than that. But I would have never known that, and I would have never pushed myself there if I hadn't been okay with experiencing that failure. And, you know, great people, they don't, they actually fail more often than anybody else. And, Chris, I'm sure there's times in your life where you've failed as well. And, you know, have there ever been any times where you tried to bend steel in public and couldn't do it? Actually, um, it sounds a little bit funny, but uh, yes, um, one particular it, one performance I was at, 
I uh, I think I was in Calgary at that time, and I had steel shipped there, so it so it arrived when I get there, and I got a piece of something or other. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't bending, and everything else seemed to work out fine, and um, I held it up, and I was about ready to say, well, not everything goes. I gave it my all. And um, I didn't. Before I could say anything, everybody applauded. Wow! <laughs> and and you bet. And yes, you, and that's it, amazing, it right? Ha- it, it, it has indeed happened. I have, I have uh, uh, been on stage, and I've unfortunately had people try to uh, show me up. I mean, you're performing in New York. You're undoubtedly going to have people are going to want to come up and try what you're doing. And you're going to have people that have big egos and they sort of um, feel the need to come up and test everything. And and, and that's okay, too. I don't invite hecklers, but uh, I have uh, indeed uh, been shut down. And I've been shut down in a seminar recently, which is good because that was another lesson. Uh, I tend not to like the MC to introduce me as the world's strongest person because I'm not. Um, but I handed a gentleman a bar, and I was pretty sure that he couldn't bend it. I was pretty set. Well, lo and behold, he bent it. And that was uh, it was a lesson in humility, too. But uh, I'm okay with that. Um, I've learned that, for me, it's about being the best that I can be. I have a long way to go, but... Um, there are probably always people that are going to be stronger, and um, it, that's that's another type of acceptance. Um, there are people that have unusual abilities, and you're just going to have to accept that. And um, there's gratification in knowing that each day you try to become or be the best person that you can be, and. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been shown up a few times. Uh, can be a little bit. But you keep going, right? You, know, you keep you keep going, and you hope that most of what you did was uh, pleasing to the audience, and uh, you read the audience fairly well, and you try and uh, encourage the people out there to get on your side. And I found most audiences um, actually root for you when they like you. They. Uh, and not to like cockiness, and um, the, the the failure isn't so bad. It's uh, the lessons that I learned from Steel actually didn't necessarily come from the successes, but they came from the struggle, because that's really what it's about. Um, it's about breaking through. It's about moving ahead, um, and it's a personal journey. It's you learn it's not a comparison. This guy can do this. You can't do that. It's you set goals for yourself and you move forward. And the, in the process of meeting those goals, you become a better person. You knock off some of those self-imposed limitations, and you learn that you weren't quite as limitless as what you thought. And uh, that's one of the th- that's really what the steel did for me. It um, it gave me 
the strength to get out there in the world and see and do different things. That was actually harder than bending some of the steel. Um, you know, I, I was always afraid of getting out there and not doing well and uh, having everybody look at me, uh, going home, you know, with a, I don't know, if I was lucky, a third-place trophy or something like that. Um, but um, as I've grown through this, um, those things are, are part of life and I am responsible for the effort. And the growth comes through continual effort, continual progress. Um, That's amazing, Chris. You know, you talk about getting an audience on your side, and I know that tonight you won the hearts of all of our audiences you know, when you think of a strong man, oh, I don't I know that someone... yet, but I hope I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I know that I know that you did, and you know, when I think of strong man, and when I was when you know when you called me, I was blown away, and and even from our conversations tonight, especially, but even just when we were preparing for the call, you know, I had thought, okay, it was going to be from I'm from New York too, so I thought, okay, I'm going to get this this big, arrogant guy who, you know, is macho. And, and, you know, you're one of the most authentic and vulnerable and humble people I've ever met and in, in a way that is absolutely so powerful. And I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for coming on our show. And you certainly have blessed me, and I know you've blessed our audience. And it was absolutely a, a pleasure. If anyone wanted to see your, your documentary, Bending Steel, how can they do, go about doing that? Well, um one thing I wanted to mention, I was asked to speak at NAMI, which is the National uh, Alliance for Mentally Ill. And though I don't consider myself mentally ill, they're very involved with people that have or had substance abuse problems. Um, and I'm in their newsletter, and I think they can see some of what I do in that. Um then also in, I believe, the December issue of Unconventional Athletes, which is a magazine out of the UK. But as far as the movie is concerned, I believe it's still on DirecTV, and they can get hold of it through Amazon or through iTunes, So, which awesome. I encourage them to do. Um, I, as a matter of fact, I mean, I have the CD and... Uh, uh, I got to tell you, it, it, doing that movie is, has done so much for me. I mean, so many people, I was at a stage in my life where I didn't believe in myself. And to have these guys come in and they basically believed in me until I could believe in myself. And they invested everything they had and so much time to producing this production. Um I'm so proud of it. Um, I, I must watch it several times a month. I just love it. Um, and it keeps me focused. And uh, it it helps me. Watching it reminds me that there's a certain way I'm supposed to be as a person. And I'm uh, never to enter that uh, reclusive or sort of introverted shell again. And uh, it's um, 
I, I feel like I was asleep for 40 years. And it brought me out of a cocoon. And I'm just, um, I, I can't even express my gratitude uh, to the people that did this movie. And I can't, I can't tell you how grateful I am to all of the strong men in the community that basically uh, found the kid that was interested in this but was struggling and didn't believe in himself. And um, they supported me. And I, I, I honestly believe, as I said, they, they believed in me until I could believe in myself. And uh, they changed my life. And um, I'm hoping through the film uh, I may have had a positive impact on other people. Um, I think I have. Um, I've gotten some very impressive feedback. As a matter of fact, uh, not so much the Globe, but I, uh, I received an email from an older woman in Louisiana someplace. And uh, I... I don't know anybody in Louisiana, but she said, you saved my grandson's life. I said, how on earth did I save your grandson's life? And she said, you can show a young man that he can be strong without drinking. And I I thought that was fairly gratifying. Um, If uh, a few of those experiences occur, I'm, I'm very satisfied. Um, that just made me feel so good. I never really thought of myself uh, as a person that could... Maybe I was sort of an in, innocuous person, but I never really thought of myself as being able to have a strong and positive impact on somebody else. Um, but if what I have to say does do that, it makes me it makes me very, very happy. Absolutely. Well, you've definitely had a positive impact on me tonight, and I think I can speak on behalf of our entire audience that we really were truly, truly grateful to have you with us tonight. Um, I am very grateful that you have allocated time to me and have uh, an interest in hearing what I have to say. Um, It it makes me feel very good. uh, For me, it's uh, just another leap forward. and uh, Thank you so much. Absolutely, absolutely. The privilege was was truly ours. You know, on the note of gratitude, before we end all of our calls, I always like to just personally thank everyone who's taken the time to listen to this call, either live or to listen to the recording. You know, we love we love you, and we do this for you guys. We are so grateful that you've been part of our journey of personal growth and that you trust us to allow us to be part of yours. So from the bottom of my heart, we're just so grateful for everyone who called in tonight. If you'd like to access a replay of this call, you can do it on changingmindsonline.com. You can access our Blog Talk radio channel. We have a YouTube channel, and we are on Stitcher and iTunes as well. So please, please get this call. Share it with everyone that you know. I mean, it was, I was, I, Chris, I know I was amazed and blown away for tonight. So thank you again so much, everyone. Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being here, and I, and I, as I said, I hope I um, have some sort of an impact and uh, maybe Absolutely. change somebody's life or help them to become better at what it is that they want to become better at. And uh, 
all I can say is, you know, onward and, and upward and um, compete against yourself. Be the best you can be. And, uh, again, perfection is not something we're looking for. It's continual progress and addressing the things that um, you know that you really should address. And that was a large part of my life. I knew there were things I should address. Um, I didn't quite know how to address them. So I um, sort of remained in a little insulated world where I um, didn't seem to have to address them. And uh, I missed out on a large part of life, but uh, I now believe that I'm trying to participate. And uh, I just hope that other people can learn uh, early on and... um, particularly kids in that vulnerable bracket, 13 to 20. And uh, that's, uh, that's really an area I'd like, I'd like to have the most impact because, I, I, I mean, you can. I mean, minds are so pliable at that age that um, if, if they have the right mentor and they're encouraged to participate and they're encouraged not to fear failure so much, you could do almost anything at that age with your life. And I try to make people believe that. And I guess sometimes I'm successful. Yeah, um, it's wonderful. And and if anyone listening to this call today knows of someone who's currently um, really suffering from an addiction to alcohol or any other substance, especially young people, please, please share this with them. And we know that they're going to be blessed by this call. Now we are at the point where we do need to wrap it up for an evening. So again, I'd like to thank you, Chris, and thank you everyone who called in. God bless. Make it a really, really great week. And we will be with you again on Thursday nights at Changing Minds Online for our Empowering Women series. Have a great night, everyone. Thank you again, Chris. Thank you very much. I look forward to speaking with you again. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Absolutely. Good night, everyone. Good night. Hello?